0: This is Alicia Free, a badass belly dancer, musician, and real food enthusiast here to help you feel a little lighter. The theme of this show is water. The water in our veins, the water we seek, the water we drink while dancing around fire, the water that falls on us from above. Each show will dive into music that makes us want to dance. We'll share secrets of looking smoking hot in costume and everyday life. We'll dote on delicious whole food that makes us glow. And I'll throw in a damn sexy dance move you can try at home. Let's start with a reflection and ritual that just might light up your life. Danceable ritual. What is your go-to drink right now? What do you reach for without thinking? What drink do you crave? What do you love about it? What does it do for you? What do you drink when you dance? Coffee and tea seem to be the most ritualistic drinks these days, especially in sleep-deprived America. When we add cream and sugar to our overly sweetened and heavy lives, water really stands out as the perfect drink to crave and to reach for habitually. In the beginning of the free dance lessons I post on YouTube, I always take a sip of water. This is very intentional. I want people watching to reach for water as well. I want you, my friends, and fellow dancers to keep reaching for water, whatever you're doing. Before we get into this danceable ritual, here's a little backstory. When I was studying communication at Cornell, a woman from the American Psychological Association presented how her team attempted to change television audience behavior. Their research showed that young mothers were watching daytime soap operas. Apparently, babies' eyes develop at the distance between a mother's breast and her face, So this team wanted mothers watching television to look at their children in their arms more often while they're watching TV. This would help the baby's eyes develop more than having their mother looking at the TV the whole time. When the actor in the soap opera looked at the baby in their arms on TV, so did the mothers watching the TV show. This team negotiated with the soap opera writers to put baby gazing in the script. The show had a behavior change purpose that positively impacted the viewers' health and happiness rather than just selling them something or entertaining them. This was the first time I realized this was happening in mainstream entertainment and not just in public service announcements. So this had a big impact on me. When I take a sip of water in these videos, I want to take it together with you. I care about you and I want you to drink water habitually without even having to decide that that's what you want. And that's a huge way to lose calories, too. Just drink water instead. And your decision-making power is available for other things if you're reaching for water all the time instead of a variety of other drinks. Thanks for sticking with me. Let's get back to the danceable part. Danceable ritual. Reaching for water can be so enjoyable and graceful and even artistic. Try this. Slowly reach for your glass or water bottle. If you don't have any water with you, just imagine that you do. As you reach for the water, make your hand position beautiful. Maybe your hand is in a soft C position like a ballet dancer's hands. Maybe you're doing wrist circles like a flamenco dancer or finger ripples like an Egyptian cabaret dancer. Your hand is beautifully traveling to the water and caressing it. Now get ready to take a sip. Inhale as you lift the glass or bottle. Take a sip. And exhale as you slowly and beautifully set it back down with a snake arm. Try it again. Reach beautifully. Lift and drink. And this time, thank the water. Set it down gracefully. We're thanking the water because right now, somewhere in the desert, there's a dancer walking miles with a jug on her head to get water. After carrying it home, she'll have to make a fire and boil the water before she can drink it. Thank that water for being right there. This is a life of ease. This is another danceable ritual you can incorporate into your day. It can help you clear your mind, enjoy your movement, and take a mini dance break and quench your thirst. If you have a danceable ritual you want to share, please visit aliciafree.com, that's A-L-I-C-I-A, free, F-R-E-E, and click on the Facebook icon and post your ritual. We want to see who you are and what makes you want to dance. And if you tried one of these danceable rituals, tell us how it went. Go to aliciafree.com, click on that Facebook icon, and post. Now it's time for some music. Danceable song. Due to my confusion with fuzzy copyright laws, I am unfortunately not going to include clips of the featured songs here on the podcast unless I get permission from the artists. The featured songs will always be available on Spotify on my Belly Dance Body and Soul playlist. This song, Al Ain means two trips to the water spring. And it's this song about a girl in the country who crosses a bridge multiple times a day collecting water for her family. But the song is magnetic and has this long-standing power because it's also a love song. On her trips to gather water, she hopes to meet the man she loves. This song was made popular by a woman named Samira Taufik. I'm not saying her name correctly, but her story involves a little geography lesson, which is always good. She was born in Syria to Armenian parents, and her voice was first discovered when she was a child in the 1940s. She would climb a tree in her home and sing, and a local musician was impressed with her voice. What a charming image. A young girl in a tree singing to the birds. She moved to Jordan and learned Bedouin dialect to carve out her niche as a singer there. The rhythm of the song is beledi lubnam. It's unique because there's no emphasis on the first note it's softer at the beginning of the measure it's like you're holding your breath and landing each measure a beat later with more weight it sounds something like saidi because of this double doom in the center saidi is doom tech doom doom tech doom tech doom doom tech but beledi lubidon is more like tech 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 doom doom tech, 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 tech 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 doom doom tech Like many songs similar to this one, there's this midwiz component in a lot of versions. It's this loud, reeded instrument that gets the party started. You can hear it from very far away. My bandmate from Lebanon says that this song is old school now and gets played at village weddings, but not so much in the urban areas. That's good to know. Still a really fun song to dance to. This song is actually a debka. I've heard this word pronounced deb-key as well. Maybe there are a lot of pronunciations and I'm not saying it correctly in any of them, but let's keep talking about this line dance, this big festive genre of stomping and dancing while holding arms and hands of the people next to you. So a deb can be choreographed, rigid, almost militant as this line dance, or it can be this wild frenzy of people actually doing different dance steps, but still holding hands and traveling together in a line. The person on the leading end of the line has their hand free and they can do these deep knee bends, these squats and these kicks and spins and they can wave their hands And they could do all kinds of moves. So it's really fun to watch the dancer on the end. And the flexibility of this lead dancer also depends on the strength of the second dancer who is essentially holding them up when they squat really low and letting them do the spins and other things that are really exciting. So a debka is this fun dance of unity. It's farmers working together. It's dance to celebrate the return of a family member. It's done at weddings and dance clubs. The first time I saw this live boisterous debka was at a hookah bar and restaurant in in LA. The ladies were wearing mini skirts and high heels. They were doing these crazy squats. I mean, with their knees together, it looked ladylike. It was really impressive. So I was totally captured by how amazing they looked doing this dance. My Iranian friend I was with thought that they were from the Gulf, maybe meaning Kuwait, Iraq, Oman, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Qatar, or Bahrain. I guess Iran isn't considered a Gulf country, even though it has a huge coast on the Persian Gulf. This line dance was done with women and a man, and it was in the U.S., but I have not put enough energy into participating in debka dances and doing it myself, so. People do debka in many countries. This song is particularly famous in rural Lebanon, though, which is on the Mediterranean. To be honest, I've always danced to the song Ya'ai Malayten as if it was in Saidi rhythm. I like to do folkloric hops and almost hold my hands as if I had a cane in them, There are videos where the lead dancer on the end is whirling a cane and occasionally hitting the floor with it. And they sometimes hold the cane in the middle, which I haven't seen much in Saidi cane dances where the women are usually holding the cane at one of the ends. But in the future, I'll hold my hands more like I'm holding other people's hands instead of a cane, and try to do more of a line dance feel. It would be really fun to improv to this as a solo, and have people in the audience come up and do a Debka line dance, circling me as a soloist or another person, or just make the whole song into a line dance to invite the audience before you play the song. Tell the audience they're welcome to join, and they just follow the path the person leaning the line, but they can do their own steps. And as my friend from Lebanon said, it's really important when you stomp the floor. That's an important part of a debka. It can be intimidating to join a line dance if it's hard to follow the leader's steps. So that announcement might help people feel more comfortable. And it's so much fun to do debkas. The energy in the whole room can get really good when a debka begins. One Armenian member of our band is so good at starting a debka and helping people feel welcome to join her. You should see the joy in her face when she does it. She lights up. This song, Ya Ein is in the mode Bayeti. The Makam Bayeti, surprise, surprise, is often about water and feminine love and joy. So it's really appropriate that this song about a woman going to the water is in Bayeti. Thank you, Joseph Prush Violinist, who's taught me a lot about Makam. I should say Makamat. Follow my playlist, listen for free, and dancing will become even easier with hundreds of diverse belly danceable songs, all curated for you and all on one list right at your fingertips. Just click on that Spotify icon on the top of alishafree.com and it will take you right there. Let's do some dancing. Damn sexy dance move. This Debka inspired move is eight counts long. And it will get you moving in the line with the other dancers. Or it can be added to a solo dance as a traveling step. It's a grapevine step where you only cross in front. So you cross one foot in front and step side with the other foot. Cross one foot in front again, step side again. You're moving in a line facing your audience and parallel to your audience. Now lean forward and lift your back foot and lean back and lift your forward foot. So it's cross side, cross side, lean forward, lean back. Cross side, cross side, lean forward, lean back. So try that. Cross side, cross side, lean forward, lean back. Cross side, cross side, lean forward, lean back. Now, add an undulation in place of the lean forward, lean back. Make it a undulation that starts at your hips and moves up to your chest and shoulders. So start at your hips, bringing your belly up and over, and let that movement travel up to your chest, up and over, until you are back to neutral position with your chest and your hips. Scoop forward with your hips, and it goes up your torso, and your chest goes up and over and settles into neutral. When you undulate up, you want your weight to shift from your front foot to your back foot. Then you can cross your front foot next. And you'll see this done in the line dances online on YouTube. It's really fun to watch with people's arms straight down. They're holding hands with their arms straight down against their sides. And they do this undulation. It looks really cool. So in terms of moving sideways, you're going travel, travel, pause, pause, travel, travel, pause, pause. Think of that. A lot of Debkas have that where they travel, travel, pause, pause, pause. Travel, travel, pause, pause. The line is not always just moving along consistently. Sometimes the dancers are dancing in place. It's really up to the line leader. A debka, again, is about slamming the floor at the right moment. Have fun with this move. I'll put a link to a video of this move in the show notes. And I keep adding helpful free dance videos on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe and the moves will keep coming. Now let's take a moment to dote on delicious whole food that makes us dancers glow. Featured Lighten My Body Food The featured food in the last show was parsley. We will not be featuring herbs every show, don't worry. We'll be talking about all kinds of really satisfying ingredients as well as flavor-enhancing ingredients. Stick with me. Fresh Mint Leaves Throw a sprig in your water to add a different flavor with no extra sugar or calories. Add mint to a spicy Thai minced tofu salad. La is this amazing dish in Thailand. Or to sliced watermelon or cantaloupe. It brings this beautiful contrast of colors. Mixing mint in with parsley for tabbouleh can be so nice too. And there's so many kinds of Mint. Last time I was in Morocco, I went mint shopping with my Moroccan friend. We picked out all these bunches at the market, you know, on the way home. And the stems were different colors and the leaves were different shapes and they had a different flavor. Mint can be really diverse. I know where the mint patches are throughout my town because I've planted some and I pick them as I walk. I know that mint can be a little unruly, so I plant them in places where nobody else is growing something that's edible. My son loves to chew on mint in his stroller. He thinks everything is mint. It's really cute. Mint also keeps well in the fridge so you can have it out of season as well for tasty low-calorie cocktails mint is amazing at festivals where I'm living out of a cooler I'll put a mint tea bag in my thermos half full of water at room temperature in the morning and then at night I'll add my tequila and some ice and it's delicious You can put two mint tea bags in there and make it nice and powerful too. There's a recipe for Moroccan mint tea on my website, aliciafree.com. Super easy to make, transportive, and it can be made with no sweetener. I know you're thinking, how can you have Moroccan mint tea without sweetener? The tea is inspired by the mint tea drinking culture of Morocco, sitting at tables watching people go by. But I don't want to put a rock of sugar the size of my fist in there and give everyone diabetes, so I do it differently. Sweeteners are great when they're used in moderation. I love sugar. I eat sugar all the time. I'm not an anti-sugar person. But unfortunately, much of what we buy prepared at restaurants and in stores contains much more sweetener than we would add ourselves. I remember the first time I was in Morocco and I watched a woman make mint tea for us. She had a rock of sugar almost the size of my fist. For our four cup pot of tea. Our threshold for enjoying sweetener can be so much lower than the amount that's given to us. I never feel gross after eating too many cooked greens, but I sure feel gross after eating too much sugar. So there's something there. A friend of mine who struggles with her weight was talking about sugar shaming the other day. I was intrigued. She was tired of people dissing her white sugar cookies. I asked her more about shaming. She said it was isolating. I want to be very clear and say that I have no intention of isolating someone or making them feel bad for what they eat. I prefer to focus on all the amazing food that we have in the world and often right in front of us, but we are just not used to eating it. So the Moroccan mint tea, it can be really delicious even without tons of sugar. And mint, again, is a wonderful ingredient to add to savory dishes as well. Another recipe that contains mint on my website are the fresh summer rolls. They're really nice with a mint leaf in the top so you can see them through the rice paper. So lovely. Let's play dress up. Make you shine, costume tip. Have a dance costume that you can wear in the rain. This is the water show, right? Well, dancing in the rain is a magical experience if you're not worried about your costume. Seek out a top. And belt that won't rust or bleed on your skin or other parts of your costumes if it's dyed red for example. A skirt that doesn't drag on the ground and can be washed in a washing machine. And jewelry that can handle getting wet too. You just don't want the rain to stand in the way of you dancing. You're more powerful than that. But who wants to ruin their fancy costumes? Nobody wants to ruin their beautiful costumes. But there are costumes that work really well in the rain. Beads and coins not so much. There are festivals and parades and outdoor drum circles waiting for us dancers. So be prepared. We can dance in the ocean and lakes and streams. I have this white reinforced bikini top that I love to pair with a sarong and wear when I dance on the beach. I really like to dance on the beach at sunrise. I have this huge rayon skirt that I wore in a rainy parade once. And it grew two inches longer from the weight of the rain. I'm not kidding. I had already hemmed it and I had to hem it again. And I whacked some poor kids in the face with the heavy muddy skirt hem when I danced by them and they were sitting on the curb. I will always remember the looks of their faces. It was terrible. And so I stopped wearing that skirt in the rain or even on wet grass. Big skirts take so long to hand wash and forever to dry. So those big skirts are reserved for the indoor stage performances for me. I have other skirts that are cotton secondhand. Lace, end at my ankles that are perfect for the rain. And make sure it's a skirt that won't fall off you with the weight of the rain, too. And lovely red cholis from India. Oh, baby, they can bleed, 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 not pretty. So know what your costume's gonna do when it gets wet, and don't let the rain hold you back from dancing. And don't forget your waxed or synthetic fabric parasol. They're so pretty, they can lighten you up, and they can be a game changer in the rain. If you have a costume tip to share, please send it my way via Facebook or an email through my site. As Wilderon said, we are what we repeatedly do. So, let us repeatedly do what the divinely lovely do. Feel good. Look goddess habit. Your skin is the last organ to get the water that you drink. And your skin is made of cells that are mostly water. So think about that. Think about when you don't drink enough water, what it does to your skin and how it looks, even if it's only in your mind, you know. Drinking water makes us beautiful. It helps our body flush out toxins. It elevates our mood. It wakes us up when our energy is low. Just plain water. If you're thinking about drinking something that has the word diet written on it, consider skipping it. Water is so much better. The word diet is really used to market things that are still not really great for us. So the feel-good look goddess tip of this show is to carry a water bottle. Make it easy to drink water throughout the day. I carry a kid's stainless steel water bottle in my purse at all times. All of my purses are big enough to fit a small water bottle that I can keep refilling in bathrooms, etc., And it's a great habit. It saves me money. It makes me look good. I put the nectar of the gods in my mouth whenever I like. Just pull that water bottle out of my purse and sip. And I'm a big proponent of tap water because there's just too much plastic and fuel wasted in my life already. Tap water quality in the U.S. definitely varies. And of course, in some countries, I drink bottled water because my stomach can't handle the tap water. There is a spectrum of purity with regards to what we consume. I'm talking about everything. Food, all these greens, all these vegetables, meat, whatever. It can get pretty complicated considering that we don't know where a lot of our food came from what it was drinking, what water was feeding it, and let alone start thinking about the things, the products that we put in our skin and where the water that was used to make that came from. It's a rabbit hole. It's a bit overwhelming to think about where all the water that is in our lives comes from. So I'll leave you with something more straightforward that may help. I learned it at Burning Man. If you're thirsty, it's too late. So have a sip of water even when you're not thirsty and your body will thank you especially when you're dancing. If you have a feel good look goddess habit to share, please send it my way. Let's get real. Saint of true. 8 glasses of water a day. It is not necessarily a scientific fact that everyone needs eight glasses of water a day. Water is in fruit and vegetables. If you're eating fruit and vegetables, you're getting water there. And drinking water all the time, sipping it, I don't know how much is in a glass. I just sip it out of various water bottles and various glasses all day long. There are water glasses all over my house and all over my life. Another thing about water is that the amount that we consume is also dictated by the climate where we live and the amount of activity. Activity that we're doing, how much we're sweating, how dry it is, our age. So I think the best rule is to just drink water without thinking all the time. Have it all around. Drink it before you're thirsty. But this saint of truth, my confession is that I don't think I drink eight glasses of water a day But I do love drinking water and it is my drink of choice. I've seen so many people struggle with their weight, drink all kinds of things except water. And guess what? A lot of those calories, a lot of that fat even can just be cut out if you drink water. You don't even need to change your diet first. Just change what you drink and see what happens. I've heard a lot of trainers, dietitians, nutritionists recommend that very habit change. Just drink water instead. And they've seen great results. I hope you liked the water episode! Please subscribe and let your friends know what you got out of this show. Dance with me on YouTube, listen to the music I've selected for you on Spotify, and try some free vegan recipes on AliciaFree.com. This is Alicia Free, hoping this show helped you feel a little lighter.